Okay. It's always so hard to start. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Inland Thinker. Ooh, welcome. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's okay. Let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to good to get back in the swing of things. Yes, it's a bit difficult, but it's it's fun. I feel good yeah. to be back. And I mean, yeah, I feel like some time has passed. So, <laughs> you know, conversations that we had last year are yeah. still relevant now. And like things have just evolved a bit in a way. Yeah. And so, I mean, today we're planning to talk a bit about, you know, how things are going for us now after like six months since um, we started the podcast. Since we started the podcast. Yeah. And we had this conversation about like language and like difficulties kind of fitting in at times. And I mean, six months <laughs> really flies by. It does. <laughs> and But it's still, it's a, it's a half a year. Mm-hmm. So we just wanted to like check in and talk about like where we're at now and exactly. how we're feeling. If has anything changed? What's getting us through? How do we keep a positive mindset? You know, things. Definitely, definitely. And like, our, so our first ever episode was called Yatala Eke Islandsku. I don't speak Icelandic. Um, still don't. No, still don't speak Icelandic. <laughs> Not fluently, um, no. And it's like, yeah, I think I, th- I think that Icelandic language, at least personally, I think that's something that we can talk about just forever. Yeah. It's a big enough topic, you know. There's so many like layers into, you know, yeah. Not yeah. knowing a language in a new country. Exactly. And how it affects you. How it affects you. Yeah. So I want to like, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how we're feeling. And then like the second half of the episode... Um, will be interesting because mm-hmm. we're going to be going into some comments. Okay, you should never like never read the comment section, but if you do read the comment section, you'll find some interesting things. So I basically saw a post. Somebody wrote a post that was basically opening the discussion about whether you know people non-speaking, uh, non-Icelandic speakers should work in customer service roles. Mm-hmm. And I opened up, the, it was on Facebook, I opened up this, um, I opened up this post at like seven in the morning it was the first thing I did. And I was triggered yeah. by the comments. Don't um, blame you. I, it was I'm a lot well. because we both have worked in customer service in Iceland mm, yeah. as non-Icelandic speakers or like learners. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was really interesting to see, uh, see, see like the Icelandic perspective of, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm not going to say that this is the Icelandic perspective. I think there's a, these are some perspectives that some people have but I just think it was really interesting and we're going to dissect them a little bit we're going to react to them Mm -hmm. and I think like when I first read them I was really triggered but I was uh, but now I think I want to really try and understand where people are coming from get some compassion yes exactly because I I think at the end of the day we have very similar insecurities the people who are uncomfortable with non-Icelandic speakers have the same insecurities that we do Mm mm-hmm so yeah, going to be interesting. Yes. I kind of want to jump into that. But okay, let's talk a little bit about like, so how is it going so far in school? So you've been, you started in a graphic design school mm-hmm. and all your classmates are Icelandic speaking and you're learning in Icelandic. And of course that's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, how is it going now? Um, so I, I absolutely love the course. First and foremost, I, like, I, I feel really happy because I feel like I found my thing and I feel like I've like... I'm like excited about like all of the projects that I'm doing and uh, time just flies. You know, when you're doing work and you're like, wow, okay, five hours have passed and I haven't looked up. So um, nice. So I love that. Um, the teaching is in Icelandic, um, which I also like because I'm like, I'm like, um, 
it's proving to myself how much I do understand. Yeah. And that is a big thing. To be able to follow class in Icelandic, like for me at least, that is like a big achievement. Mm-hmm. And I am able to follow. And the way that I've set it up is like, I've asked everyone to speak in um, Icelandic to me. And my plan was always to like speak Icelandic back. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, I like, I envisioned myself getting through the first semester and then being like, fluent in Icelandic that's I genuinely that's how I saw myself I was like okay I'm going to come back from Christmas and everything is going to be like done and I'm going to speak Icelandic that's not the case (laughs) that has not occurred um and I don't know um I need to not give myself a hard time about it because Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I do give myself a bit of a hard time about it. You I know, think like, it's already just like amazing that you are able to understand and follow and everything that's going on. Yeah. That's, I mean. That has to be enough. But like that is me, an accomplishment. I just wanted, like yeah, I, I, I expected, I expected yeah. it to be different. Yeah. Um, because I basically reply back in English mm-hmm. most of the time. And I feel like, but does that, and you feel good doing that? Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel comfortable because like, I like, We've talked about this before. I don't like I'm at school. I'm like with my peers. Yeah. I don't want to like be seen as a baby. Like my mm. my no. my Icelandic is is childish, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm talking about things that I'm like proud of and I don't want to undermine that with my like no. childish sort of broken Icelandic. Um and it comes yeah, it comes back to this thing of like, wow, okay, well what what is my goal here? Is my goal to like learn Icelandic because if my goal is to learn Icelandic then I have to force myself to speak Icelandic or is it to like get a degree or like I don't know or make friends or I don't know it's like one of those things that I'm always weighing up because I mean for me Icelandic is a priority just like all of the other things I just don't know how to it'll come it'll come And, and and that's the thing that I've tried to sort of I don't know, understand is that, oh, I just try to like remind myself is that like, I don't, it's not a race. <laughs> no, <definitely laughs> you know, not. it's like, this takes time. Yeah. Um, I just, I think it was just disappointing because I expected so much so quickly. Yeah. You kind of set yourself up there. I did. <laughs> Oops. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again now. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But you know, it is coming. And like, I, I try to like, just say one or two sentences a day in Icelandic and that has to be enough you know <laughs> that has to be enough yeah. um, I think it's so that your your peers though are speaking to you in Icelandic and you're speaking back in English yeah and I think that's really good it's very cool that um, they're doing that too like in like respecting what you asked yep you know can you because it can be difficult for people to do that definitely it's, it's, yeah it, and I think it might I don't know what it is like from their perspective but I imagine it can be a little bit uncomfortable yeah to speak to somebody like I don't know some people like when they're processing like some people that maybe are really good in English and like their brain just functions it can be maybe difficult yeah but then I would think that like Icelandic person that's not that comfortable in English it would just come naturally to them to speak like how it is for us yeah to speak in English it comes naturally like people speaking Icelandic to us comes naturally to speak English out exactly so I would think it's like fine for people that most people Icelandic people just continue speaking Icelandic yeah I hope so I think so I it I would imagine so. And I've like asked, I'm like, do you find yeah. it uncomfortable to speak, basically have a conversation in two languages? And they're like, no, I, I don't think so. No. So I hope they're not lying. No. <laughs> um, I at least like, 
it doesn't bother me at no. all. No, but I, I I do really appreciate that they're like holding like sticking with the Icelandic because that is nice. Like the time will come when I'm confident enough or comfortable enough to switch yeah. into Icelandic, and then you don't have to swap the whole com- the whole language. Exactly, you don't have to be like, okay, guys, now yeah. we're speaking Icelandic. You're already fifty percent there. We're fifty like, percent yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought I've heard people, you know that have lived here for maybe 15 years or something. In the first 10 years, they were do- doing just as we are, you know. Like, yeah. you know, people can speak them in Icelandic, but they respond mainly in English. And then all of a sudden, like, after 10 years, then it's just like, not specifically 10 years, but this one case was, this one yeah. woman. And she just all of a sudden, like, flipped a switch and then started speaking Icelandic. And they were like, whoa, yeah, you speak Icelandic now. And she was just like, yeah, it was her time. Her time had come. And exactly. she's just, like, fluent. Oh, or, like, I she just like speaks that. in Icelandic then. I really like that because like I because I also feel like I'm working really hard at Icelandic and I'm I'm always listening to audiobooks always like reading and I feel like I have a lot of Icelandic in my head but it just doesn't come out so I think I know much more than I think it's building and building and building your library is building the library is building it's just not open yet and I mean (laughs) it's it's amazing how much Icelandic you're exposed to you know every day at school and then you're going still you know listening to podcasts yeah I often feel like enough is enough sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like, so also. it's it's pretty um, like amazing all that you're doing. Yeah, I just feel like there's no, there's no, I'm not you know you don't anything see out it, of it. Like, yeah. yeah, but, but I, it's, it's there. It's like you, it's you don't even there. realize. Like, vocab is building probably every day. Exactly. So I'm just being patient. Mm-hmm. That's good. And what about you? Um. Uh, so like I've I've typically so I'm working in a company here in Iceland and I mean it's been really nice because there are other um English speaking people like mm-hmm. prefer English mm-hmm. um or foreigners in working in Lantigar mm-hmm. <laughs> uh working with me which has been really nice like and I think I've said that that's a bit of my comfort zone you know to have at least a few other people that are prefer English mm-hmm. so you're not um, the only one who's so I'm not the only one you know I, I think I'm really easy I'm really like vulnerable when it comes to feeling left out like I I think I easily can make myself feel left out and make myself feel like the outsider I'm just that's like part of my personality that I'm working on yeah (laughs) I want to just like you know talk myself up be like you are not an outsider like Mm -hmm. everyone wants you here even if I yeah it's just like a lot of stuff that I tell myself and Uh, lies that you feed yourself exactly and I just want to you know let that ship sail a bit Mm -hmm. but I mean 2022 is the year of yeah (laughs) letting that ship sail I guess but I think that yeah, it's just like a part of myself that I know and I'm working with. But anyways, to answer your question, like the the company has like split into two floors. And now like on my floor, I'm the only, or no, there's one other English speaking person, but she's just like not there that often. Mm-hmm. And I feel it. Oh, you feel like, the I'm difference? Like, yeah, like I feel the difference automatically. Like I'm like, even if I am not you know like I wasn't really speaking with the other non-English speakers they're just not there in the room and I don't hear English and the only reason anyone speaks English on my floor is of because of me yeah or they're like on the phone with somebody or something like that but so I have been feeling a little bit since like yeah maybe fragile yeah <laughs> and that is the thing I think language has this power to make you feel extremely vulnerable and like yeah. fragile yeah and I I think like yeah I do work on Icelandic, but sometimes I just forget to, to be honest, because in my work, we usually speak English. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's the company policy 
Yeah, that is in English. Luckily, it's, everything is in English. Like we write everything in English. We just like work internationally as well. So it just happens to be on my floor in my specific little area that mm-hmm. it's like a lot of Icelandic. Um, but it's, I think, more or less like just fine. Like I think it just takes a long time to, yeah, get stronger, I guess, and just continue talking yourself up and like making sure that I tell myself that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be the different one in the room. Like just embrace it. And a lot of times I get, which is nice. Like my coworkers will send me things that they would like me to reread and rewrite for them in English. Mm -hmm. And they're like, please, can you help me? So it's like, it's nice to feel like valued because I'm different. And I feel like in, in that way, I I do feel like that at my work, which is nice that people, you know, like, oh, it's really nice. Like your English is very good. And yeah, at least that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get that part is cool. Yeah. I think there's like so many different. um, Yeah. One thing that I realized is that there's so many different layers to learning a language. So, okay, the first layer is like understanding when somebody speaks to you, you know, okay, the first layer, first layer is maybe just being able to say basic things. Then you start understanding what other people say. And then the level that I'm at maybe now is that if somebody asks me a direct question, mm-hmm. I can probably answer in Icelandic. So I can have like a one-on-one conversation maybe on a really good day. Yeah. And then there's like the like majority of conversations that take place are like conversations, especially in workplaces and school and stuff. It's conversations that like five people are to- like are taking part in. It's a hard one. And they're talking quickly about yeah. something like I... There is no way that I could take part in that conversation yet. Mm. And like, yeah. it's kind of like, an, it's not because I need to be careful with my words because it's not exclusive because nobody is excluding you by mm. having a conversation. But like I, at least maybe it's me that I'm just like, okay, well, that I'm not in that. Co- I can't be in that conversation. You know, that like quick one across tables, like five different people. Like, yeah. so I think there's like, you can you can you can do your best and learn your vocab and learn your grammar and stuff, but I think you need to be pretty advanced to be able to really integrate into those like conversation conversations. Yeah, I think I'm like on a similar level as you. I think these it is going to take a lot of, a lot of time to get comfortable being in these like group conversation settings yeah. and feel like you know I I also going back to the child thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like also saying something that is worth saying. Like I don't like to just say something in a group setting that's just to say something. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like when in Icelandic, when I'm speaking in Icelandic, I sometimes tend to do that. Like do the filler. filler. Trying to like, yeah. I'm trying hard to like, yeah, something like, yeah. yeah, It's like, (laughs) but it really didn't need to be said. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. But anyways. It's a tough one, but we just keep on keeping. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. Yeah. Um, Should we jump into some of these um, comments? Yes. And okay, like, I think, you know, I was triggered when I read a lot of these comments. And I don't think this is reflective of what generally people think. Mm. I think these are just some snapshots, which I thought were interesting to like, look into, see if we can find something, see if we see if we can understand something. Like, I want them to understand where we're coming from. I think we also need to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to have a little bit of understanding. We can do our best to like have some compassion for them and Hopefully. see it from maybe how we're feeling is maybe similar and yeah. figure out, it'd be good to have somebody that like actually believes like this to yeah. talk to them. 
Exactly. Maybe bring them on the podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Inlandica. Question the hell out of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Interrogate them. No. <laughs> okay, let's be nice now. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, as I said, this these comments were all in response to an initial post that was kind of saying, yeah, talking about the experience of one foreign customer service representative who has been having a lot of bad experiences. And the post was basically starting this conversation about you know, do foreigners need to know Icelandic before they work, basically. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, by the way? So we're talking like at a coffee shop. Coffee shop. Or like a hotel. Yeah. Maybe not a hotel, like a coffee shop, like places that a lot of Icelandic people are going to. to yeah. Kindergarten. Kindergarten. That's mm -hmm. a big one. Mm -hmm. Grocery stores, probably like just all kinds of, yeah. Yeah. Customer facing jobs. I mean, I don't think... I mean, it's a really tricky one, I think. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to say <laughs> I don't really see the real issue behind it. I think like most Icelandic people can at least, you know, they're able to buy a coffee even if the person can't speak an Icelandic to them. Mm -hmm. you know, like it doesn't really affect them that much, I don't think. No. Maybe it's a bit different in like kindergarten settings. Mm -hmm. Um. But then again, like you would hope that pe Icelandic people that have this opinion would just maybe see it as a way that their child might grow and learn from the experience of yeah. having a different kind of teacher mm -hmm. from a different place. So that's what I would hope. That's what, yeah. And I would hope that like people just embrace the, you know, the color and the vibrance and the, you know, diversity in Reykjavik because yeah. it hasn't always been like this. No. Okay. So, okay. Then we've got a comment that's quite that leads on from that. So you were saying that, you know, you would hope that like it's most people can, could order an ice, uh, a coffee in English, for example, or, or, or if or they become Icelandic, it's yeah. fine to have like, them speak English yeah, back. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Doesn't make the, doesn't change that they're going to, they're going to get their coffee either way. Yeah. That's what they came to do. So one comment and I've like basically, uh, what's the word? Paraphrase what they've said. So Somebody says, in response to a comment like that, they would say, you don't have to speak perfect Icelandic in order to be able to offer someone a cup of coffee. It makes a huge difference when somebody is able to say basic things like go and in, or tak, rather than going straight into how, how are you doing? Like, yeah, straight into English. Hi, how are you doing? Nice weather we're having. And what can I get you, hon? Yeah, that was <laughs> what was written in the comment and I didn't want to go into it. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so they're basically saying that it makes a huge difference if you can say like um, rather than launching straight into English. This one hit close to home for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I've worked in a pub um, and uh, and yeah, I think I would always just start in English. And the reason I did that is because I, I needed them to speak. I needed them to know that I didn't understand Icelandic. And I need them to speak English if possible. Mm -hmm. And usually it's loud, especially in that setting too. It's like... Exactly. Right? So my way of communicating that was like, hi, how can I help you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then they would get that I spoke English. And 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 yeah, and maybe maybe I could have said, go on dayin, um, and, and done like the Icelandic bits that I had learned that I mm -hmm. could do. Mm -hmm. But like I'm, I like, I'm like thinking back on that period, like I would do long shifts. Do you know how exhausting it is to say... Uh, 
sorry, I don't speak Icelandic. Can I speak English to you? You know, when somebody speaks yeah. Icelandic. That, if you're saying that a hundred times, do you know what that does for your like yeah. self-confidence and yeah. your like energy and, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. No, I've been like, I don't know. This is kind of, may, this is a bit relatable or related to this. I mean, lately I've just been saying, especially if I like, I don't know, I want to set, the tone right yeah <laughs> especially when i'm going to be talking to Icelandic people i'm not working in a customer facing job anymore but when i go to a store for example now mm-hmm. i'll just say um yeah like I'm, I'm learning icelandic do you speak english i start everything like this now even though it's might come across of kind of like yes of course i speak english <laughs> most people are like yeah come on bring it yeah yeah but still like it sets the tone like i feel like it sets the tone in a respectful way it's okay. like and i think that people oftentimes say like they end up wanting to help me and are nicer to me okay <laughs> rather see, than just approaching them in english i think so then that's maybe like a good compromise because then you're like showing okay i'm doing my best like mm-hmm. i'm trying this I'm trying to learn this language, yeah. but I'm still more comfortable in English. Yeah. So maybe just like saying like you're learning. Yeah. Like it breaks the ice and kind of, yeah, makes them get, have a little bit more compassion for you. True. And it shows some like goodwill and like effort that you're putting into it. And yeah. So, so okay. If, you know, we as a community of Inland Dingar are taking anything away from this, maybe it is a bit affronting to be spoken to in a language that's not your own in your own country Mm -hmm. maybe that maybe that is true and i can understand that you know me too maybe it is like maybe it is um what's the word i can't remember the word but maybe it is like yeah you're assuming you're assuming a lot about me if you're just speaking english to me straight away and we don't know each other maybe so i kind of like your tactic (laughs) just saying like and i mean it also goes the other way like for Icelandic people we've already talked about this once but like it's also always good to approach foreigners even if you like if you suspect that they're a foreigner for example like just always speak icelandic first who knows yeah yeah, they could not be a foreigner they could be have lived here for a long time like even if you hear them speaking english to their coworker, yeah still speak icelandic to them first true they'll correct you if they want you to be corrected exactly but i think i have seen a lot of times like so i'm doing this now too like just starting to speak icelandic trying to like um, at coffee shops and things like that just go for it even though I know that I hear the I go to the same coffee shop often and I know the people working behind um, making the coffees are speaking English to each other like yeah. I hear them speaking English to each other but I still anyways like go and I I order the coffee in Icelandic yeah because I want them to feel like they belong exactly. in a way you know like and I and I think that's I feel like it it automatically makes you feel a little bit more like you belong when you're confronted in the native language yeah, and exactly. not confronted in like can i get a cup of coffee yeah <laughs> you know? yeah exactly you've not automatically othered them by no, thinking like there's something m- like triggering about this automatically othering yeah yeah exactly i i don't know I, I i agree but i also remember when i was working in customer service like it was also like a relief when people spoke to me in english <laughs> it goes both ways definitely. yeah i think it depends but on like where you are in the level of like exactly learning and understanding like because it can be overwhelming in a new job and people coming speaking to you in Icelandic. Yeah. But I think people then just correct you right away. Definitely. Like, speak English. Yeah. Or do you speak English or, you know? Yeah. So should we go to the next comment? Yes. Do you want me to? Yeah, you read it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this goes along with what we were just talking about. It's basically someone commented um, 
in Icelandic, but this is Kalenchi translated to English <laughs> skills. <laughs> so this person said like that they say said in parentheses, I find it rude to be bombarded with English by customer service staff in Icelandic stores without first being asked whether I speak English. Mm-hmm. So that comes straight That's what from we somebody. Were yeah. So somebody so, said this. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, an Icelandic person said this. So yeah. it kind of like, I mean, if one person is saying this, more people are thinking it. Pro- I'm, I'm assuming so. And anyways, like even if you have no issue speaking English, like still a kind of respectful way to begin. Exactly. Um, so yeah, then this, they go on to saying like, it's the bare minimum to be asked whether you speak a language other than the official language of the country we are in. And I, I mean, fair enough. We can take that on board, I think. Yeah. Like, I think that's fair enough. It maybe is affronting to be just like spoken to in a foreign language, especially True. if you're not comfortable in the language. Exactly. So we're always talking about how uncomfortable it is to be yeah. spoken to in a language that we're not learning. Like, it's the same for other people. So true. Yeah, we don't know, like, maybe they've lived on a farm their whole life and mm-hmm. never needed to learn English. Need, Why would exactly. you? And then all of a sudden they are in their own country and they have to yeah. feel like less. Yeah. And that's that probably what it is. It's like, yeah, you feel, yeah, some kind of way yeah. and it's just uncomfortable. And I, I can, I get that. Yeah. Me too. So, okay. So it's polite to ask first yeah. if you're going to speak English. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very good sort of, yeah. um, middle ground yeah middle ground i think that also like i have also noticed when i do this um i usually have people you know motivating me to continue speaking icelandic like they say Mm. you sound sound really good like like, continue speaking icelandic you know like you sound good like come on just practice like yeah i I find people really giving and welcoming in that way in that way when i start (laughs) Wow, that's so like true. This. That just reminded me of an experience I had in the bank that was kind of like that. So I went to the bank and I was like doing something that I wasn't that like comfortable. Like I basically wanted to have a conversation in English because it was something that I wasn't so sure on. Mm-hmm. And then I said like my Kenetala or something in Icelandic. She was like, oh, wow, you like you speak so well. And then, like you say, I was like, well, um, <laughs> you know, and then I like started talking Icelandic yeah. and we ended up having a nice conversation in, in Icelandic. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that is a little tip. Like, you can also encourage people. I don't know. Yeah. I respond well to encouragement. Me too. Because then I know that people are like, they know that I'm learning. Exactly. They know that I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah. And they like, they kind of get the vibe. Exactly. And they might speak slower and like work with you and just, yeah. Yeah. Like, builds a level of trust right yeah. away. <laughs> it's like you're a little vulnerable and like, exactly. Yeah. Okay. This next one is interesting. So this was written by somebody who, um, is a foreigner and has been living here for many years. So many people say that we foreigners should learn Icelandic, but many few, uh, but very few have ever looked into what resources are ava- available to do so. According to the Foreign Service Institute, it takes around 1,100 teaching hours to get a good grasp of Icelandic for people who have English as their mother tongue. I think most people also that are not doing this full time are not spending more than two hours a day so that, no. that gives you some perspective on how long it takes yeah exactly <laughs> and i mean two hours a day is anyways a lot i would say like people who have fully you know functioning lives here in iceland like you know nine to five jobs and maybe kids and you know a lot of other things are probably spending maybe a couple hours a week exactly studying so and if it takes like 1100 hours to like become like comfortable that's many years that's many many years of <laughs> yes. learning yeah so I just thought that that was interesting. I think it's also like, yeah, 
it's good to put it in perspective. Like, Definitely. what is what is it that we're trying to do here? Yeah. We're trying to learn this language, be comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. This is how long it takes. It's not going to happen in your first year. And I just think that, you know, I don't know, going back to the original question, yeah. should you, should non Icelandic speakers work in customer facing roles? I mean, I don't know what the other options are. Yeah. You know, what are you supposed to do? You can't wait until you know Icelandic because you, you'd never, yeah. you'd never work. True. And, I feel like it's kind of like um, if you don't work, you're definitely not going to learn the language, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if you don't work, you definitely can't pay for classes. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's like you you can't you ha- you of course have to work to live here. If we want to have mm-hmm. like a you know beautiful, colorful, vibrant, multicultural, and international community here. Which maybe some people don't yeah, agree exactly. with. Like, <laughs> I think maybe a lot of these people problem. commenting could live without that. To be honest, but um, they don't know what they want yet. You know, no, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know what's they, good for them. <laughs> we do though. So <laughs> let me tell you. No, but I just think you know. I don't know what the other options are. Um, oh. and I think so, you know. My opinion is, of course, like I think working is a great way to yeah to learn a language. True, and I mean, like the the people, some people in these comments like they're making the point that you just need to know a few you know specific words related to your job perhaps yeah. and i mean yeah. and i think that's fair enough fair enough i think that's definitely fair enough and i one thing that i have noticed since my brother's been here so my brother's been here six months and he's been learning icelandic yeah. and he's much less shy than me than i am mm-hmm. And he just goes like it took me like more than a year to be comfortable enough to say my kenatala in Icelandic, yeah. and he's there and he just he just goes for it, and the the response that he gets is usually extremely positive mm-hmm. because they can see that he's really trying. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's hard, but I feel like that's something that I mean I have to take on board. Yeah. <laughs> you never hear someone say like you speak awful Icelandic, you know, like no. you sound so bad or anything. <laughs> People, I've never heard anyone say that. No. People are usually just pretty encouraging. Yeah. I, that's at least my experience, but yeah. it would be interesting to know if that's, that's everyone's experience. Um, one of the comments um, was that somebody thinks it's unacceptable that non-Icelandic speakers work with children. Oh my gosh. What do you think about Ooh, that? This is, it's hits home. Get close to home. <laughs> I worked in a, kindergarten for the first year mm-hmm. I was living in Iceland and I was always nervous that you know the parents were they didn't want their kids to be in the class with me because I would teach them wrong Icelandic or you know I also was nervous that you know just they wouldn't get me mm-hmm. they would think like or trust you wouldn't trust me yeah also like different culture or something like that and yeah so I was nervous about this yeah and I mean it's it's really hard I think like just going back to the point I made earlier is just that it is cool for your kid to have the experience to, you know, have a different kind of teacher from a different place. Yeah. I think that, that a lot of different people are doing this with au pairs, for example, like having an au pair from France come live here in Iceland and speak French to your kid. Mm-hmm. So it's why is it different if they're like speaking English or whatever language? Yeah. I think it should be like embraced. You'd think so. They have a plenty of other Icelandic people around speaking with them. So it's yeah. not like you're one you know, or too few words a day are going to disrupt their learning. I don't think. No, and I think like the way that I read that comment was like they they think it's like unsafe that somebody who doesn't speak Icelandic is like working with kids. But like when I so I also worked in a kindergarten and I didn't speak very much Icelandic at the time. Um, 
And like, let's be clear, like I was never alone with like a class of children, you know, I think there was there were lots of people who spoke Icelandic and lots of people who didn't speak Icelandic. I actually thought it was like a really good like setup. Mm-hmm. I think it's like actually the perfect place to put foreign, put put foreigners, you know, <laughs> as in like for foreigners to work, you know, because it's in a space where there are lots of adults, mm-hmm. lots of children, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of like a low pressure environment for you to test out your Icelandic. True. So oh. when I read that, it's like unacceptable for non-Icelandic speakers to work with kids I was like oh really but I was just thinking that also like it's so good to understand the culture as well like when you're you can you can learn so much about a culture by seeing how they treat children how they act with children and also like all the little traditions everything mm. celebrated like or the kindergarten so you kind of learn all about this as well so that's another way I think it's really it's a nice place to start out yeah I think it's quite common for people to start out there mm-hmm I mean, I don't think it was, I personally don't think it was unsafe. I don't think it was unacceptable. No. I think it was like actually a very like uplifting experience for everyone. I agree. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough out here. Everyone's doing their best. What was that thing that you have on your wall? Mm. Oh, wait, I'm chewing something. <laughs> My sonic is usually better. <laughs> Yeah. So no one knows anything I'm and we're all doing our best. Yeah. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And I think by an Icelandic artist, by the way. I think her name is Christine Dora or something. Yeah, but okay. Um, nice. No, but I just think, I think if I had to sum up how I feel about this topic, I think it's worth, you know, trying to understand where everyone's coming from. Yes. I'm doing my best not to be angry at people who say that, you should speak better Icelandic than this or you, you know, you know, all of these comments, these types of comments. I'm trying my best not to get angry because I'm trying to understand that it comes from a place. It comes from the same place that my insecurities are coming from Yeah. at the end of the day. And we can all make comprom- compromises. So like we said before, like, I think it's good to ask, in a, you know, ask if you're comfortable in English before you speak English. Fine, I can do that. If not for them, for yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I think that was a perfect note to end on. That one's really tight.